1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the end, beautiful
2: friend.
0: Oh, this is
2: a perfect song here, Kyle. It is a perfect song. (laughs) Welcome to the Doors. Yes, it is. This is the end. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, My Joe Giulio Joining us in studio, Rhea Hughes. Now, it's not Rick. the end because Rhea's here. It's the end, though. How are you doing,
3: <laughs> Rhea? It actually, it is the end. How are you, Rhea? I'm wonderful. How are you guys? Good.
2: Awesome. Well, we got a lot to talk to you about. But the first thing is, and this just um, this was just announced about an hour ago, and we're, we're gathering all the information here, but it sounds like Dollar Dog Night is no more at Citizens Bank Park. So they're going to have BOGO Dog Nights, which are buy one, get one. So you can uh, purchase two hot dogs for The price of one, which costs five dollars. Dollar dogs have officially Rhea, been retired.
3: That's a disgrace, they've killed off dollar dog night. You can't, you it's, can't it's kill off dollar hap- dog. It's night. bound to
4: happen, man. Everything's starting to change with the, with the fast food injury. They started price gouging and everything. So, I guess they just felt like everybody, you know, everybody's trying to get their little money grab.
3: They're right buying now. all those hot dogs in bulk, they can sell them for a dollar.
4: Yeah,
2: and it, it's sad, those, isn't People it? love those
4: those oh, dollar dog nights, especially sad. younger something people. There's something about hot dogs at the ballpark, though. They, do, they, they hit a little different. So you're saying they're the still going to sell a lot? Yeah, they're still going to
3: sell. I really look forward to Matt Gelb's hot dog tracker when he tells yes. me how many on Twitter, when he tells me how many hot dogs have been consumed.
2: Yeah, I also wonder, uh, maybe they don't feel like they need it anymore. I mean, the Phillies uh, are a hot ticket now, right? Yeah. Like six years ago when they the Phillies it. were terrible, <laughs> dollar dog night, that was like, oh, now they'll have 25000 there. Correct. And now they have, you know, 30-plus every night. So no more Dollar Dog Night. It's uh, it's kind of said, hey, Kyle, what are your thoughts on this? As uh, someone who I, I, could, I just could tell, you probably appreciated a good Dollar Dog. This is a joke, quite frankly.
3: <laughs>
5: That's basically how I feel about Dollar Dog Night being gone.
4: What the hell are we doing? They're hot dogs. Like it, <laughs> it,
3: How much do they cost?
4: Like Honestly. Five, well, you know, now they're back to $5. You, you know what I'm really mad at, though? One, get one free, though. That ain't bad.
5: I'm $2. not as mad at the Phillies $2. for, $2. like, for putting an end to it. It's... The idiots that caused them to have to make this decision.
2: Well, I wonder how much that is. Cause was it last year they were
4: being thrown on the yeah. field or being thrown what around? Are we doing? Who buying hot dogs to throw them away? They're a dollar. Oh, they're you know a dollar. I, mean? <laughs> I mean, but still, like, I, I don't know how y'all feel about that, but that's a dollar.
3: A packet you know? of eight hot dogs is two ninety nine at the store. You're saying? Yeah, yeah. 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 So you're so still one making. Now I'm out. even more bitter. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm not spending a dollar just to throw a dog. Well, not, you wouldn't spend more than 30 bucks on a coat. Yeah, so. well, I
2: don't think you're the person and, and that's I throwing won. a hot dog around to.
4: I just want to let y'all know with the coat situation, yeah. I won that. Now, how's the house well, coming along? No, not not so great. I'm not sure if you won <laughs> it. But
3: the, the house I, hunting, not so great. My greatest moment at the ballpark, you know, besides being there for the World Series, was when I actually caught a hot dog from the hot dog oh, machine. Oh, you caught one? I caught it. What, what and did you I mean? look, <laughs> No, I, mean, they, they sh- I was sitting with my friends, and they shot it in the north section. I put my hand out. And I will tell you my hand hurt for a couple I'm of sure minutes. I'm sure it did. But I caught it.
2: <laughs> wow, I, that would be that'd be better than catching a t-shirt it or It was even, really fun. Even a base, have you ever yeah. caught a ball at a game?
3: I I had a chance at the vet. Here was my problem. I was on the phone. This was pre, you know, for you people out there pre-earbud time. Mm. So I was on the phone and I had a beer in my hand. So and you had I was to make a decision. I was in the I did. I had to make a decision and I went I know, I'm not dropping the beer I can't drop the phone so yeah, okay, I think you, go.
2: the priorities were set in the right <laughs> order there <laughs> yes. that beer was not cheap you don't want to drop your phone exactly it's like when you see the videos of like the dad and the outfield. and he catches the homer and he's got the baby in his arm happens like once a season like how did he do that
3: no you know what I always want to be I want to be when he gets home and his wife has seen the video and she's yeah. not enthused no yeah. that and wasn't
4: she's cool lo- she's looking at you like you're the biggest idiot yeah, you to yeah. drop that child <laughs> You would have gotten a divorce immediately. <laughs> immediately. Yeah, that
2: wouldn't have worked out. All right, Rhea, we got a lot yeah. to talk about here. Where do you come down on this? So the
4: Eagles still don't know.
2: It's kind of no. weird we still don't know the Kelsey decision no. because when the season ended, right, playoff game mm-hmm. ended, the report came out the next day, Schefter, that he was going to retire, he yeah. told his teammates. And Kelsey didn't really dispute it. He was like, yeah, you got to do your job as reporters. But yeah. it seemed like he wanted to do it on his own terms. Which Correct. Which all made sense. But Correct. Rhea, we're a week and a half away from free agency starting, and we don't know yet. Maybe the Eagles know, but we don't. Do you think they should give him a deadline to figure this out? Because the way I view it is they got to know if they're spending $15 million on a center mm. or they have more money to go spend on whatever they're going to spend
3: in free agency. The Eagles know what his decision is. I mean, that's just the way I've, I've believed it since that night, you know, that mm. they know. And frankly, you know, he's a national treasure and you don't give Jason Kelsey a, a deadline. See? J- see? But here's what I will say about that. Jason Kelsey knows what he has to do if he's going to retire. He's not going to screw the Eagles and wait a month. I would, May- I would
4: think you're
2: right on uh, that. He just yeah.
3: wouldn't do it. I just I can't imagine him doing that. Yeah, I'm,
4: I'm kind of with you on that, real. But yeah. it, it's like when Joe wants to do it, Joe wants to put all the bass in his voice and hard give man deadline. like a hard deadline. Like, you got one week. One week from and today, and wrap. then I got
3: to know. See, so you're a young guy, so you're not close to retiring. But if you're close to retiring and your company says, give me a hard deadline, you know— you- I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever, dude.
2: Maybe I'm out anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I, think, I, I guess last year was around this time he, he did it at the it. Combine last year. Yeah. I mean,
3: did it uh, yeah around the Combine. Yeah,
2: I imagine we're going to get something soon. It's just, yeah. what's your gut on this? My, my gut has been since the, the season ended, he's going to retire. Like when mm. I saw him at the Bills game with his yeah. shirt off and I saw him taking those interviews with Amazon, I'm yeah. like, he's ready for the next phase of his life. But he hasn't announced it yet.
3: I go back and forth. He told the uh, podcast earlier this week, the one with Dana Carvey, mm-hmm that he's staying in shape in case he comes back and I went okay he's coming back. So I I go I just I think it's probably more that I can't imagine the Eagles without him yeah. at center. So um but and I don't I don't think he wants to go out the way this year ended.
4: Well, I'm sure he doesn't. Hugh, that might be part it's, of his thing too, because it, it ended so that. bad. It's a little bit of that, but I, can you imagine Rhea being in a position where your podcast is doing well? Oh yeah. And you have every major sports network.
3: Yeah. To give you. And they're still gonna want you next year. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that,
4: that's true. And, and and another thing I think is too, like for Jason, you don't wanna leave a year unplayed that you could play. You yeah. don't wanna leave. He's that.
3: still playing at a great level. Yeah, yeah,
4: he's still playing at a high level. And I think that's why the Eagles have to give him a little bit of grace because, man. He's, I'm, he, I would imagine he's still grading out pretty high.
2: I'm sure he is. The, One of the, the highest position. rated, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he still yeah. was an all-pro. He's still the yeah. best player in his position. But it, it, that's, the, that's the next big domino to fall. Yep. You know, we find out if he plays, and then they go about their business. All right, Ria, what did you make of the press conference this week? Sirianni, Howie, they were definitely more upbeat yep. than the last time we heard them, which I'm not surprised, right? They. It's been a two months or a month and a half. They were but, shell-shocked. It was, yeah. it was
3: 44 days.
2: Oh, right, since, since the last one.
3: Since the last yeah. one. I had, counted. Wait. I have I have way too much time Okay, on my so we had,
2: we had to wait nine days for the initial one. <laughs> yes. Now 44 more days. What <laughs> did, what did you take away from their press conference? One thing we debated yesterday was how we talking about playing the young guys. Like, is that a real thing, or is he just saying that to throw agents off the scent? Because they have cap room. Or are they yeah. really going to say, Nolan Smith, you play? Well, are he you...
3: specifically mentioned Nolan Smith. A couple times. So yeah. that, that was kind of intriguing, and you wonder if, like, I mean, do you— I'm assuming they drafted Nolan Smith as planning ahead for Hassan Reddick mm-hmm. leaving. Um, they're like but, the same size. Like yeah, same I mean, they're but they're, you know, in terms of talent, you know, Nolan is clearly right. not there. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I, I, you know, Marcus's take on it today, Hayes, and that, you know, how he was telling his coach that, I didn't feel that way, that he was telling him, because then Nick said, I'm going to play the guys who are going to want to win. Um the The young thing that was it was just interesting. He put it out there because I'm going. Is this mean to tell me you're not going to be heavy in free agency? Right. Don't tell me that. I, I'm I don't want to hear see, that.
2: Now, see, Hugh over here. He wants. want to I play the young. Guys, yeah, he's right. like a he's a scout wannabe. He wants to play all the young guys. wants. <laughs> I feel. He it wants, I, feel it I, I, I just I don't trust Howie's evaluation of young players. Like I like all right. Jalen Carter, we all know can play. Yes. But as far as Davis and Smith, Davis
3: I, just had. They have to really be strict on him. With his conditioning, yeah. you saw in the beginning of the year he looked great. He could play. I mean, he chased down Josh Allen. I know that there are guys amazing. half his weight who can't chase down Josh Allen. And then you clearly saw that he just was out of condition. Yep. And I guess somebody—I forget who had reported—Baldy, I, Baldy. I think it was Baldy—that Baldy. he was being fined for not making weight. Well, that's he's got to be. They got to be on him every day.
4: And I think that's why Vic Fanjo is here to be. Totally oh, honest, yeah. Rhea. I think <laughs> he's that, not going like, to tolerate when you, that. When you look at this team, like I look at it. Realistically, like it's two coaches, like two head coaches. Vic Fangio has the defense. That defense was horrendous last year, especially towards the back mm-hmm. end. As far as like they're just disciplined playing, they weren't playing discipline. No, they weren't tackling. They weren't doing any of that. So I feel like Vic it's Faggio, almost like
3: Jim Schwartz again. Like Jim, you just Vic, you just go over and yep. take care of that. Basically, side and, that's what it is, and they're going to be professional.
4: Tweak that offense yeah. and get it going. But I feel like in order to to implement the the philosophy and the culture that you want you have to you got to let the young guys play because you got a lot of old guard on that uh, that defensive side of the ball that have told you on more than one occasion that they're doing their own thing yeah you can't go into the season like that no. again you can't do it man that's well, why you, I feel like you have to like you have to play the young guys
3: you, we talked last week and I said I think there's a real separation of the older veteran players and the younger in there but mm-hmm. when you say let them play all right Nolan Smith who else yeah I would say Killy
4: Ringo, okay. I know. What you, what's the name we came up with? Ringos Danglers.
2: Oh no, no Ringos no, Dingos.
5: Definitely not Ringos Danglers. <laughs> no, not
2: Danglers. He
5: was starting a fan uh, group Eli Ricks. Ringos no, Dingos.
3: Are yeah, oh, you be, trying to be like Philly life? No, Philly's I'm life. Not, yeah.
2: not. Well, we're starting real, real, for real, him.
4: Listen, yeah. they did that. Oh and people are are piggybacking off of that you know what i mean so we're going to have Hugh at the and, and, and games and, and with a dog mask uh, on with I'm all this ringo thing I'm not trying to so, do so all so here's that, my
2: really. thing i yeah. get letting some of these guys play especially the first round picks like Nolan smith but i think okay. they need to go in free agency and add real players i don't think they have enough talent said,
4: you see what he said real add players real, play- he said well, real players
2: cuz i don't know if <laughs> well, here's the thing
4: Joe it's so disrespectful I, Right on. he's just so disrespectful do you think keely, young
3: keely ringo right now line 9 is a player on the eagles who played last year no i think that
4: keely ringo if Taught could be a really good player. He's he a raw player. Be. Yeah, He, he might he be. He might be, but this is where we – Joe, I've already – and I'm not going to say any names, but we all know who I'm talking about. We already got one corner told me he ain't tackling nobody. Yeah, Darius he Slay, because, I'll say his name. Because oh, he said he. that's not what he does. And we got one corner – who looked like he was stuck in the mud for the most part. Well, they got to cut him. So it's it's like, they're what going do we have? To, yeah. What, they're go- what I, do we have now? Yeah. We got to let the young
3: guys
2: yeah. do something. We got to see can, if they can play. Or they can go in free agency and sign some stars. Go get Sneed. Or I know they, they're probably going to tell him. Not all
3: the stars are old. No, they're not. Right? So, you know, they're well, going to yeah, be out there. Fairly young. Fairly yeah. young.
4: But I feel like we should give at least the young guys a shot. Some of the young guys are shot.
2: See, that I worry about that because Howie's draft picks, especially like on the lines, he can pick the lines. Yeah. Like when he picks like yeah. a young lineman, Dickerson could play, yeah. and Jalen Carter could play. But some of these corners and safeties, I don't know if they no. could play. It hasn't no. been his strong suit.
3: You go and get them from somebody else like you did with Darius Lay. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, not a trade, but I mean, you know you go and get a great one from another team.
2: Yeah, even the Bradbury signing for yeah. one year. Well, it was terrific. Yeah, and then yeah. obviously this year it was. Our Rhea in studio with us, Rhea. We haven't spoke to you yet about your reaction to the A.J. Yep. Brown interview last week with, uh, with Jack and Ike, which it, it caught me. Like I saw his tweet the night before that yep. he was going to do it, but I was like, I don't know if he's really going to call it. And then he did, and I thought, from my perspective, it was the most compelling radio other than, like, Angelo's Goodbye. That's a different yeah. thing but just like an interview with a subject since Gabe Kapler used to come on with Angela. Like I was like, what is going to be said next? I didn't know where I it was going. I normally
3: don't listen to the radio at three o'clock on a Friday afternoon because I'm knee deep in martinis at that point. <laughs> it's my, uh, it's my afternoon. It's my Friday afternoon. Cause then I'm asleep by 8 PM on a Friday. That's just my day. Um, but no, it was appointment listening. And I, I loved it. I loved that he called it. Did I agree with everything you said? No, but I appreciated that he wanted to engage. I don't have, listen, I don't have a problem with A.J. Brown. You want to know why? Because it's much like in that article the other day that some players get treated differently. Mm -hmm. He's the best wide receiver I've seen in forever around here. So if he wants to get mad on the sideline, I I, I just don't care about it. I mean, I can't, like, say on the one hand, I don't like how stoic Jalen is on the sidelines and then go, I don't like the antics. I I saw Patrick Mahomes lose his mind on the I saw Travis Kelsey bump your coach.
4: Yes. So,
3: I almost knocked him over. Yeah. So to me, I prefer the fire. I, I do because it makes me think that they care more. And I know quiet people care as much too, but if I can't see it, it's hard for me to gauge.
4: Yeah, and I'm kind of with you on that. Like, there was a lot that he said that that I we could have picked apart. Sure. But the bottom line is this. He called.
3: He called, yeah.
4: And he cares. And, and, and to me, the biggest thing that I pulled out of all of that is that he's willing to fix it because he didn't throw anybody under the no, bus. No, he did not. He did not do that. And we've been here real when guys, have, oh. when it went south, they've, <laughs> they've pointed fingers. Oh, yeah. then they talk bad about people. To me, it, it felt like he wanted to fix it, and he felt that it was fixable. Re- regardless to what it was, he felt like it was fixable.
2: One thing I took away, and I hope he can deal with this moving forward because he's he's a great player. Yeah. It feels like to me that he pays too much attention to what everyone's saying. I don't think it's good for him. Like,
3: well, well, the I, problem is he he got misled. I yes. mean, let's just be really honest. You know, they put up a poll in the afternoon about trading for Patrick Sertain, and then the next thing, Kay Adams going, "They want you traded in Philadelphia."
2: It's almost and, like the the making of a sausage of a rumor. It's yeah, like, it's it, not it was, really. It's just a discussion on a sports radio station. Yeah.
3: So it just it wasn't. Um. You know, and and frankly, you know. Carton saying what he said, you know, which I didn't like. You know, don't say you have something and not say it. It was the other guys who started yelling out names, and AJ's name got yes. yelled out. Yeah,
2: his uh, like the background. Music. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, it
3: was AJ Brown yeah, messing yeah. with somebody. You know, so those things were bad. But you know, um, I I. I Listen, I just want to keep watching him play.
2: And I do. (laughs) I think we all agree. He cares. But whether that whether that emotion is too much sometimes like he cares. I think that that stuff is great. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's get a phone call here and then uh, we'll get back to uh, especially a story wants to bring up before our segment is over. Chris in Middletown. What's up, Chris? Chris.
6: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello, Miss Rhea. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Guys, unfortunately, we got another victim of inflation here. It struck the dollar dog night. This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah we lost dollar dog night, getting,
4: Chris. It's getting hard out here, man. It's absurd.
6: It's really. absurd. Um, guys, I got to talk about this. I got a <laughs> little, little bit of motion right now. Kelsey, watch. Do we have to? Seriously? Um, I, I, I'm going to tell you this, all right? Hugh Douglas. Mr. Softy over there, dude. <laughs> people are finally hey, catching on.
4: I, f- I feel attacked, <laughs>
6: dude. Listen, all right, Rhea, I, I apologize ahead of time. I got some things to say here, dude. We need the hardness, all right. Pause. Um, we 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 need to- we need to be hard on this guy. Pause. Um, uh, th- we can't keep moving to goalposts. I know that's one of our core core values here, but we- enough, enough, all right. This guy needs to give us an answer because he is holding up what they are looking to do. We're looking to pivotally move on. And you know what, Hugh? I- I'm going to be petty, Hugh. What you he got? He lost me when he was up in, the- in that box wearing that Chiefs stuff. All right? I'm done. I'm out. He's out. His wife, she's welcome here anytime. Kylie, <laughs> you're welcome here anytime you want. She's well, she hard- used to wear
4: Chiefs stuff. She's hardcore. Yes. She Dude. is hardcore. The pop- pops
6: Pops is out, too. He, he, he was wearing all that cheese nonsense, too. So Pops is out, too. Well, well that's his know. kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. his
3: other kid. Uh, Pops isn't
2: from here. He's from Ohio. Yeah. Like
3: Pops
6: L- could L- move L- for his kids. Uh, Rhea, Rhea. Yes. Y- you will explain this. Some of us all that are petty, we're petty. Oh, Not yeah. Petty, I didn't know you petty know, I, is fine. I, I, I agree. I, respect, with, I, I like pet. petty. <laughs> He's he dead to me, all right? So, I mean, I, dude, I'm, guys, I, I told Kyle, I'm tired of this doo-doo, okay? I, we need an answer. Now, I want to pose a question to y'all. And, and I wonder what the other viewers think about this. His salary was, what was it last year? 13, 14? Uh, I think it was 14 I, last year, somewhere in that range. Uh, let's assume he doesn't get a pay raise, and we all know he's going to get a pay raise if he comes back for a year. What would you rather the Eagles do? Let's say 15. Let's use 15. Are we going to drop $15 million to bring him back for another year and then put him up on Kelsey slash Barb again next year and <laughs> go watch. through this all again? Or would you rather say, Jason, Get out, uh hey Hassan Reddick, we got the money for you. Let's talk, let's sign you. I'd rather them use that money, Sign Reddick, who's going to be here for not just next this year but a couple more years. Use that dough on him and not not that that fraud that used to be an eagle uh, uh Kelsey well, so, that's strong all right, all right, chris it's a fair it's a
2: fair question the I mean the money's a fair thing, right? you can know the money Kelsey fair. does decide to go had that's
4: extra money Hugh, they could spend on other players well it, it, it is but I feel like this if Kelsey comes back this year I think this is his last one I, I don't yeah. think that we could go like it's cool the first two years we've done this but i think if if he decide if he is going into a, another year then we need to go ahead and move on because we, we we're at that point where we have to move on
2: it's it is complicated because he's not cheap. Like when yeah. Brandon Graham, if he yeah. decides in June he's in or out, it doesn't make a difference. No. I mean, he plays for a couple million. He's a rotational player. Exactly. Kelsey, the whole offseason kind of goes he's around. He's still this. playing great. Yeah, and he's expensive. Yeah. Right, so it so, impacts how much money they have, who they draft. I I tend to agree with you. He's not going to do that to them. I just wonder if they say like this
3: is the day we got to know. And I think they may they, know I, already. I think they know. Yeah, they may. They're Are, not going to. I mean, and can I just, I you know, Chris, great caller. You can't call Jason Kelsey a fraud. Yeah, that was it was a little strong.
2: Yeah, I think he was trying to praise <laughs> Kylie Kelsey, but yeah. he went very strong on, <laughs> wow. and that was that was I people people loved her anyway, but yeah. when she decided not to wear any Chiefs, loved it. Gear, yeah, it was, was it awesome. was awesome. All right, so I know you wanted to bring up a story before we uh, we end our, our segment here, and this is a kid whose name might come up here in the next you know month or so. It,
3: it could come up. So his name is Ray Davis. He's uh, running back out of Kentucky. Um, and there's a story in The Athletic by Zach Kiefer, and I read it this morning, and it literally brought me to tears. But what I didn't realize is this kid was a running back at Temple. I mean, I remember when he was here, but he, he left. A really good running back. But Ray Davis, he was basically homeless pretty much his entire life in San Francisco. Um, when he was nine years old, he would take his little sister to school and then go back and take care of the infant, the baby. He was at a, nine? Yeah, nine. War of the state wow. at 12. Um but, you know, powered through wound up getting a scholarship to a private school around here. I think for either baseball or basketball. And he, when he got there, he goes, Hey, you know, I'm pretty good at football too. And wound up wound up going to Temple, got a degree from Vanderbilt, uh, had a fifth year of eligibility at Kentucky, and he's going to be drafted. And it's just what this kid went through from like the age of five is insane. And he's and he's just uh, it's it's an amazing story. But he went to temple and I, I just kind of forgot that yeah. he, that he had been there. Buddy five, eight,
4: 230 pounds.
3: Oh, he's got some heft to him. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
4: Buddy is five eight. And they could they his his stress are contact balance, vision, and they say he's a power back.
2: So I think there's a shot the Eagles take him. They're they're, they're probably not going to take a How back. How bananas would that be? In the first couple rounds. I mean, they yeah, might, no. but probably not. He's and like
3: a fourth projected third or fourth round, yeah. right? And yeah, and
2: they need running backs. I think the only one under contract, Sirianni was asked about this yeah. the other day, or maybe it was Howie, one of them. I think the only one is Gainwell. Cause of Swift course is a free it's agent. Gainwell. They
3: love Gainwell. Gainwell
2: will be here forever. <laughs> but that's the only running back yeah. they have. So they may sign a guy. Mm. Maybe Swift comes back. I don't know, but... I they're going to draft one somewhere within this draft because they always, like every three years they'll draft a, a new Gainwell or whatever.
3: It could be this kid. Nothing could beat this kid. If you read about what he went through, I mean, the, the best part was when he was 16, um, the state of California was not going to let him leave because he was a ward of the state. And he stood up before the judge and went, you people haven't done anything for me for 16 years. Wow. Like this, is, And they declared him, like, emancipated and uh, it's – it's absolutely amazing story in The Athletic about this kid. I love it.
2: Yeah, I'm going to check it out. And yep. certainly a name to root for Rhea. We appreciate you hopping in. As always. Fun yep. as always. Are a lot for us to do here. Right back to the phones after break. 215-592-9494. Should the Eagles give Kelsey a hard deadline? And there is something the Phillies are doing down in Clearwater that I absolutely love. I'll tell you about it next right here on The Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
4: This is the time of year to enjoy life. Stop letting that pain in your joints keep you from doing what you want to do this spring. Hey, everybody, this is Hugh Douglas. I'm here to tell you about QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the latest leader in regenerative medicine. I'm talking lasting joint pain relief. You know, when you get a little bit older, those joints start aching real bad. I know all about this. But I did not know that pro athletes have been doing this for over years. But now this life-changing treatment is available for you. This is not a Band-Aid that I'm talking about, folks. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you back in the game so you can walk, run, and climb stairs and play golf and move again pain-free. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair itself, and QC Kinetics can make that happen for you. No drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. Like I said, no risky surgery. It's all natural. It's an all-natural solution. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetic providers have treated a ton of satisfied patients all over America, and you could be one of them. Hip pain, back pain, any pain associated with arthritis or injury. And you know what? It's a great use of that tax refund you're about to get, too. So call my friends at QC Kinetics at 215-999-3000. That's 215-999-3000. One more time, 215-999-3000.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink...
1: well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
7: i just think we're very talented i think these guys are motivated they've had two years of of tasting it and now they want to they want to take a chunk out of it and swallow it, you know, and eat it.
2: How about that D, baby? Yeah, that one, you <laughs> that, knew, yeah, right. yeah, that we knew that was coming there. W- welcome back. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gilly. There was Rob Thompson, and this was a couple of weeks ago when spring training began, about how the Phillies are solely focused on getting back and winning it this year. And look, as spring training has gone along, yesterday, Bohm hit a home run and Real Mutu hit a home run. Bryce made a couple of great plays at first base. So we're looking at little things, right? Christopher Sanchez so far, apparently his velocity is up. It's like that little stuff you're looking for. But I've noticed one big thing early in spring training that I love. In fact, right now, this is my favorite thing going on in Philadelphia sports. It, it's been, at first it was like a little bit of a drum beat, and now it's getting louder and louder and louder. And I don't know if you guys have noticed it too, but I've noticed it the whole time. The Phillies keep talking about winning the World Series. And you might say, like, of course, that's the goal. But that wasn't the way they talked last year. Really, this is is not a normal thing. Teams usually are like day by day, week by week, small goals, then big goals. I love that the Phillies are talking about this because that's the whole point of the season for this team. The way they were built, the players they brought in, the money they spent. The, the main thing. thing, the main thing, and that's Joe. the whole thing. Listen to Whit Merrifield yesterday. I love this. This was during the game. NBC Sports Philadelphia Merrifield talking about the vibe since he got to the Phillies.
8: What have you seen so far that you liked when you come into the clubhouse?
2: It's a uh, it's a great dynamic to be on. Um, it's a lot of guys. Majority of the guys have you know kind of done what they're
5: going to do in the big leagues as far as um, working for contracts, stuff like that. The
2: business side of things. And there's one goal in mind, and that's to make it to the playoffs and win the last game of the season. And uh, you can you can definitely tell being in that clubhouse. One goal in mind: win the last game. I I love this. I the Phillies seem to me right now more focused on on the ultimate prize than I've seen. Look, I think from the Phillies as a franchise since the days of Howard and Rollins and Utley. I mean, I, I go back that long ago. So the last time I felt that they were this focused on the ultimate prize, Hugh, I love this. What do you what do you make of this? I like it. It's it's kind of rare. Usually, teams talk about like, "Hey, we got to get to opening day, and then we got to you know try it's to a, win the division." It's a pattern.
4: It's a yeah. pattern, and and that's the ultimate goal. They've done everything up to that point, except get there, get back there, and win it all. And I don't mind them talking about it because that's the goals you set for yourself. I remember when Big Red was here when he was my coach. The goals were to to win your division, get home field advantage, and get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. You know, and and that's what it was. And it's kind of the same thing. And I know that for a lot of people, it might be one of those situations where it feels like they're talking out of turn, but they're not. They know what they have to do to get there. And to be honest, they've done that in the last two seasons. You know, it it hasn't been the way that you historically wanted to be done, like winning a division or anything like that. But they beat the best team in baseball to get to the World Series. Well, the first year. So in last year they were really really close and they just had a breakdown. Like the 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 focus is to get back to that game and I'm pretty sure when they look at the the game against Arizona and how it went out when it played out, that was not where they wanted it to be. Yeah,
2: I, I sense a focus on the ultimate prize that I love. I, I I like that they're not focused on little things. I because I don't think most people really even care about the little things or the little things along the way. It's just about October this whole season for the Phillies as they. You know, I don't know how long this run will last. They've got they've had a really good run the last couple of years, and they've got most of these guys under contract, but they're not they're not the youngest team. Real not young. You know, we'll see how long Bryce is a great, great player and Trey. Can he bounce back? All that stuff. But right now, Wheeler's got one more year left on their contract. This is a team built to win the World Series. That that's why they were put together. It's how they were put together. It's why you go get eight, you pay eight million dollars for utility guy in Whit Merrifield. And I love this. I, I think it's the uh, it's the most refreshing thing I've heard from a team here in a while. You know, you know, who didn't talk like this last year. The Eagles, the Eagles, they they, they talked about how we got to reclimb the mountain. We got to start from day one. The Eagles in the beginning of last season did not talk about the Super Bowl. It was it was kind of the same
4: thing. It's but just, they didn't say it like this. But well, no, no, because it's more pointed. But it was the same thing. You know, when you I disagree. When you when you have Jalen Hurts who who went into training camp with the picture of the confetti falling, but I'm
2: talking about messaging and words. Yeah, I I understand
4: what you're saying, but it's 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 the same thing. It's just in football, it probably has not been as vocalized as much as it has been with this team. But that's that was their whole goal. I'm sure it was,
2: but they made it sound like week one was their goal, and then week two. I I like this from the Phillies two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four, and then of course there was this. John Clark relayed the story. When the players all got there, here was the message from John Middleton.
1: I'm told that Phil's owner, John Middleton, gave a very passionate speech, and his message was the same that he told Ryan Howard 15 years ago, bring that bleeping trophy back. John Middleton told the Phillies not one World Series.
2: He wants to win multiple World Series. So look, one we obviously got to get one before we get multiple, but I I just I like where this is going and I like the messaging. I, not noticed, pro- I don't have a problem with it. I noticed a couple the last couple of years and you could tell me all the excuses you want about the World Baseball Classic or whatever. They got off to slow starts. I mean, they really they really kind of fumbled their way through the last two seasons at the beginning. It cost them any chance to win the division. I sense a focus that they're not going to do that this year. Kyle, what do you make of this because it has been I think it's been noteworthy. It's been more noteworthy than anything I've seen yeah. on the field. Like The team, for the most part, is set. I kind of know who these players are. It's not many jobs up for grabs. This has been the most interesting thing of camp so far for me is they're all talking about the World Series.
5: Yeah. I, I have a little bit of a different take on it, Joe, and I'm going to sound like that guy. Uh-oh. It bothers me Uh-oh. how much they're talking about the World Series. It's February. We have an entire 162-game season. We have a division. Like, uh, why don't why don't they talk about winning the division first? Like you spoke about Andy Reid and the goals that they set up before the season. It was it was like benchmark things. And honestly, frankly, I'm disappointed in you. Who you used to be a brick by brick guy. I don't know what happened to that. That's you told me with the
2: Eagles, brick by brick. Yeah. So this (laughs) is not brick by brick. It is talking about the brick. No, 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 no. They're they're talking about the World Series. They're,
5: They're talking about winning the final game of the season. That is months and months away. That's November. It's February. First of all, without even getting into the, the craziness of John Middleton talking about a dynasty, they don't even have a trophy yet. I just need these guys to focus on the regular season first. I know like we have bigger goals in mind. Their goals are allowed to be the World Series. But uh, like I feel like you can only stand to lose from this. Like If you win the World Series without talking about it, you're still the World Series champs. If you lose the World Series or don't make the World Series or collapse in, God forbid, the NLCS again, after all this talk about finishing the job and, and getting to the end and your end goal being winning win the last game of the season, you come off like a loser. But, like, that's, uh, but
2: that's fine. Let's, well, let's no, all establish the goal right now. The goal is not for the Phillies to win the NL. That, I agree with The goal is to win the World, World Series. I agree that
5: the goal is to win the World Series. But le- like, let me take you back to 2021 or 2022 when the New York Mets practice their World Series celebration in spring training, and we all made fun of them for how big of bozos they were and getting eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Like, Here's my thing. You don't stand to gain. You only stand to lose by doing this. I need them to focus in on the matter at hand here, and that's just getting through the regular season first. Like, I, I appreciate it if one guy says, you know, that's the goal, the end of the season. Rob Thompson, he can say it once. I don't need to hear it from... Merrifield, everyone. who just got
4: here a freaking week ago. I don't need to hear it from Harper. I don't need to hear it from Schwarber. So you this day, too. It's, it's everyone. It's too much. Oh, I love I mean, because, it. I love because it. that's the goal. And I think that when you look at the way that this team is built, you talk about that match team. They went out, if I'm not mistaken, you're talking about the year they got off to the great start and no, then they fell apart. No, I, I don't
2: even think they were good the year they did this. They were that, bad.
4: Okay. Well, yeah. that, that's neither here nor there. But, but you're talking about a team that has for the last two years have been in the playoffs and they've been one of those teams that have, I, I would say, probably came out of nowhere and, uh, and, and beat beat some really good squads. And they've been
2: this close and, two yes. years in a row. And
4: that's why I do not have a problem with it. And if you even want to go a little bit deeper than that, you look at the year that they had last year and the start that they got off to. You talk about the World Baseball Classic and the fact that guys weren't up to snuff at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I think it's excuses. Well, it's not excuses. It it,
2: it's, it's a fact. It's well, like, but you, Trey every, Turner wasn't great.
4: Every team had – players in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, but Trey Turner wasn't great. The point I'm making is Trey Turner wasn't uh, great. Well, that, I agree. Bryce Harper's you. coming off an injury. Yep. And 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 we didn't we didn't get the start that we wanted. Now, looking at this schedule moving forward, we have a, a schedule that's conducive to getting off to a great start. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking that Trey Turner's not going to have the kind of uh, year that he had at the beginning of last year. And Bryce Harper's healthy. I think that's what you look at. And it's one of those things where it doesn't have to be said, Kyle, because I think that for them – they feel like they're in a great position and you talk about Bowman and Stott being two guys that are going to probably take a leap in in their progression as being better players so it's one of those things you don't have to say it for me i
2: just like that they're not beating around the bush the goal isn't to to win 90 games or win the NLs the goal is to win the world series and right. i think and it, the whole it also goal.
4: it also goes without what i saying in order to be in that position you got to be successful during the course of the season you can't you can't that's some things that I feel like you just can't overlook. Well, well, but no, but right, but that's sort of.
5: I feel like I have the opposite point of view here. Is that by talking about the World Series so much, you do overlook the regular season. Well, we'll there are see. There are, look. The Phillies are not even the favorite to come out of the NL. I, I like know. they're probably what, like three, may, maybe Third. four. Like that. Okay. So if you're say you're say you were the Dodgers and you lost in the World Series last year, and then you add Otani and you add Yoshi, maybe I, I'd think a little bit differently about it. But like we lost in the NLCS, we were not the team that lost in the World Series last year. So, you know, technically the the Diamondbacks are, are the team to be talked about coming out of the NL. I don't think that's actually the case. But, like, if you were the team that just lost the World Series and, it, like, that's the only next step for you to take, maybe it's a little bit different. But, like, how about you focus on not losing to an 87 win team at home in the NLC? Like uh, it's just there are so many things that I need to see them do or focus on before we start talking about this World Series thing. It just bothers me. Two
2: one five five nine two ninety four nine. If you can hop in on this, lot to react to. Do you like this? I'm mean, the Phillies to a man. Whether it be. Harper, whether it be Merrifield, the manager, the owner, they're all talking about the World Series in February. I love this. I think it's the most refreshing thing we've had around here in yeah, a while. I don't have a problem with it? Let's stop pretending. Let's just—that's the goal. Yeah. That's the whole reason they spent this much money. It's why they put this team together to win the World Series. I love this. I—I I actually think it's going to push them into the regular season, and they will get off to a better start, and they will be a better team this year because they'll—they'll they'll not. Screw around. I mean, the last two Aprils and Mays, let's all be clear about it. They screwed around. They were they were garbage. Two years ago we blamed Girardi. Last year, whatever the excuses were, with the world baseball classic. I'm tired of hearing that. They're every team had players the world baseball classic. But the reality is they didn't play well till June, the last two years. I think this year is gonna be different. 215, 592, 9494. Of course, you could also react to the dollar dog night being canceled. I'm sure it's um I, I can't imagine. Devastating. I can't imagine it's being received favorably. As uh, hot dogs will not be as cheap on those nights. Now, it's BOGO night. Buy one, get one for some $5 hot dogs. Two hot dogs for $5. You in? <laughs>
4: Hell no. Were you in on dollar dog night? No. No, you're not dogs. I don't. I don't really eat glizzies like that. I, I stop eating glizzies when they start calling them glizzies. I'm not really a fan. Just because the name? Uh, I just. That is, it is a little bit of a turnoff. I don't. I I agree. Just, I just don't need hot. Like A glizzy stand would yeah. get less people to
2: show up. <laughs>
4: I, don't, I didn't know they started calling them glizzies. And when I heard it, I'm like, who, st- who calls them glizzy?
2: I, I mean, you know, what? The names change. People just do that all the time. And, of course, the Jason Kelsey situation, I believe they should give him a hard deadline. One week from today, you're in or you're out, and I'm moving on. If he says I'm out, I, I don't know yet, then I'm moving on. I would move on if Jason Kelsey can't give the Eagles a hard deadline I, if I'm Howie Roseman, I got to set my free agent board. I have to figure out how much money I have to spend, and I got to start. You know, I'm at the combine right now. I got to start figuring out: Do I need to have meetings with this interior offensive lineman? Could I take one in the first round if this guy walks away? Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's get back to the phones here. All your reaction to all of this. Andy is in Deford. Hey, Andy. Andy. Yo, fellas, what's good? What's up, Andy? Hey, Ben, buddy. Good, man. Great topic.
7: So I'm gonna hit them both. So I'm gonna start firing. Go for it. It's fu- as far as what Kelsey goes, I love Kelsey, right? Hall of Famer, phenomenal eagle. But we got to stop being held hostage by a center every year. Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? I mean, like like you're saying, you got to set a deadline because here's the deal. First of all, I don't think he's the best center in the league. I think Creed Humphrey's better than him. Corey Lindsay's right there, and Frank Ragnall is right there too. So, I mean, like –
4: He's not even the most important
7: position
4: on the O line. So, uh, uh, <laughs> you know uh, wait a minute, hold up, dawg. Andy, you could have your opinion about the centers all you want, but to sit there and say, you know, he sets the protection right.
7: Well, here's the deal, though, Hugh. Who's the highest paid on the O line? But who a left tackle and a right tackle. Who's the highest paid on the defense? A DN, a left DN, and a you right DN. You Listen,
4: you like, talk. Listen, you're talking about two different things. You you said the most important. You didn't say nothing about the so, highest paid. So, but it's, but doesn't it, money it, 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 doesn't no, money not, not in this situation? Exactly. The if you're being highest paid, okay, Andy. To take take the to most calm down. Position. Calm down, Andy. Calm down. The center, it has to know just as much as the quarterback. The center is the guy. Who sets the protection? Just like I said. So, right, and the Andy, calm down. Andy, calm down. I'm trying to explain this to you. Who has to know just as much as the quarterback? The center. Okay. The center. The center tells everybody where to go. So when okay. you. So when you sit there and say he's not the most important guy on the on the field outside of the quarterback, I disagree with that because he is.
7: All right, now, my turn now, right? Okay, a center has a left guard next to him and a right guard next to him. So a lot of times he's not in one-on-one protection. So if he's going to a linebacker, he's got tag blocks, he's got guards protecting him. A left or right tackle a lot of times is on an island by his own oh, okay. against a Michael Parsons, Again. against a Nick Again, Bosa, Andy. against a
4: top-paid edge rusher in the league. So Andy. in my opinion, I think a tackle is way more important but Andy, than a center. I, no, no, Andy. Everything you're saying is correct, Mm -hmm. but like I said, he sets the protection. He tells everybody where to go. He knows just as much about routes as the quarterback does.
2: Well, let me play off that for a second. I, and that, I, and I, that's I, fine. Hold on, Andy. That, and that's fine. It, if it, let's go with Hughes' thing there for a second. That's why, as quick as possible, I got to figure out who my center is. So that's why I'm giving him a deadline. Cam Jurgens, if you're my center, you got to start watching it, it, film it, it, of Kellen Moore's it, offense, and I, you need to start figuring out the protection if it's it, that important. It is.
4: It's, it's a difference between being the most important and being the, the, the best player on the squad. All right.
2: Now let me ask you guys
4: this question, right?
7: We know he's great. We know he's a Hall of Famer. If he retires and Cam Jurgens is in, is it that much of a drop off?
2: Probably not.
4: Probably not. How do you feel about that, Hill? Is it that much of a drop off? I, I think it potentially could be. I think it potentially could because he's so, so, not because he's the unknown. Like so paying, I know what I'm getting with. I'm, I know what I'm getting with Jason Kelsey. I know so exactly 12, what I'm getting with. So we're paying twelve to fourteen million more for, for a guy Hall of Fame center that, oh, that wait, is still grading out at, at the highest grade that you could possibly grade out at. Yes, for for a guy that what we have may have his replacement that may not be that
7: much of a drop off, and we have way more other holes than a center. With, we need two corners. We need a starting safety. We need some linebackers. Jordan Davis is a bust. We need another Jordan starting D tackle. Jordan oh, Davis is on. not
4: a bust. Come on, man. I know you love like, your Georgia guy. Jordan man, Davis first is a of bust. All, I didn't, first made, of all, Andy, I did not go to Georgia. I went to Central State. And second of all, Andy, he had a good season at the beginning of the year. Now, Jordan Davis is a – It's a full Andy, season, Andy, though. Andy, Andy, I'm he not had grading a good season. guys on the beginning of the he, year. Jordan he, Davis is a bust. Come on, you. Jordan Davis is not a bust. That's my opinion.
2: You have here. Your... Andy, 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 quickly, Andy give us your thought bus. on the Phillies. Talk about the World Series. You like it or not? Right, now with the, no, I don't like. Are you kidding me? You got you got team First of all, we're not always gonna get lucked out
7: and beat the Braves two years in a row. You got teams in the NL that made way better moves. Who we bring in? Our biggest acquisitions: with Merrifield, a guy I never even heard of until he signed with the Phillies. You got the Dodgers signing the best player in baseball, Otani, already on a stacked roster. They also signed uh, Yokomoto, the pitcher, already on a stack roster. Up, you, the Braves bring in sale. Can't, can't. The Braves <laughs> got one of the best players in baseball, Ronald Acuna. He's better than Bryce Harper, man. He's better than Bryce Harper. So it's like, this team ain't win nothing yet. Like, why don't they get off to a good start and, you know, have a winning record? Before the summertime, before they start pumping their chest out and talking about world series. So Andy, it's fair, it's fair.
2: But I and here's my pro, and we that's a good phone call. My thing on this, I think this is going to help them get off to a better start. I think they're locked in. That's I, that, what
4: I feel too, Joe.
2: Th- so the Phillies, the last two years have just let's just they. They putched around for the first two months, and it didn't matter because they had to playoff teams, it's and it was like the thing. Yeah, you watch the Phillies the first two months, <laughs> the last couple of seasons, they just screw around. They were twenty-two and twenty-nine, and the, basically the division was over in June. I like that they're focused on the ultimate prize from day one. I get it that they didn't sign Yamamoto, Yokomoto, Yamamoto. His name <laughs> yeah, is. Andy I like Yokomoto.
4: I do too. Well, and, it, if he was here, in, he
2: would have been Yokamoto. Came in hot. Well, he he
4: he thinks you're he, dead wrong in the scouting. He, he thing. was he dead wrong about the center thing, though, man. But it is. Interesting, but centers
2: aren't paid like tackles. They're not. But because, if they're that important, like, why
4: aren't they? Be, that I, that that's a question that remains to be answered. Because I think this the backside tackle is being paid because he protects the quarterback's backside. But you talk about the amount of information that a center has to know. He's he knows just as much as the quarterback yeah. about. Everything about that offense. I do think it depends
2: on the team, though, because if you have one of those great quarterbacks that they – like Peyton man- Manning, right? Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning uh,
4: – Jeff Saturday, though. But
2: but he, Peyton Manning could have survived with a different center. Uh, no, he no, set the protection. I, I don't know, man, because oh, he,
4: he liked he Saturday went to Denver so much. And he, he, won he the did, MVP. He did, but I guarantee you that center that they had in Denver – Got on Peyton's page.
2: Yeah, but we don't even know his name. Peyton didn't get on his
4: page. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I'm saying, but he got on Peyton's page. I get it. And Peyton gave Saturday much love. Dude, do you know that when the center's down there in the trenches, if he sees something different – he, he can change he can change the blocking scheme? Sure. Like, he can do that on the fly. Quarterback don't even have to know about that. He could just change the, the, the blocking scheme on the fly. And for the
2: record, I would welcome J.C. Kelsey back. I'm not saying I don't want him back. I just have a deadline for him because I got him. If he's not in, I got to know. If I'm Howie Roseman, I have a week and a half till legal tampering starts. By next week on this day, I'm going to give him a, a full week. Jason, make the phone call. Are you in or are you out? We want you back, but if you're not sure – Okay, I, I got to figure Still, out. It Feels a little aggressive. Hugh, it, it, how's it aggressive? It's
4: just, it's just, it's just the, the bass in your voice, Joe. It's but, just, I feel a little I feel a twinge of bass. I like, don't you know understand
2: I mean? how else to say
4: it. I, I You want me to help you out? Go ahead. Hey man, uh, you know we love you. Uh, you know we, we have a deadline that we have to get. in. We would really appreciate it if you were to give us enough time if you decide to retire to to go out and fill that need instead of saying, you know what, you need to let me know what you're about to do.
2: Well, I, that's because it's me saying it. If I was talking <laughs> to Jason Kelsey, I'm not really talking that way. But I'm saying it right now. No, I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, and like the bottom line is we're, we're both saying the same thing. It doesn't matter how you say it.
4: Yeah, he, he needs, he needs March, to let us know what yeah, he's going to do.
2: Here's the bottom line. I have a deadline for Jason Kelsey, should they have one. Barrett Brooks, our buddy Barrett Brooks. B-Brucks. calling. him. What's up, Barrett?
4: I know why Barrett, Barrett called come on, man. He,
2: and just, just I'm
8: trying to mind my own business, drive <laughs> to work. And, and I can't believe the blasphemy I just heard about. Jason Kelsey in the center position. I understand what everybody's saying. Yes, it's not really holding us hostage because one guy for sure wants Jason Kelsey back, and that's our quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts probably owes him half of that signing bonus or half of that salary on what he brought to the table. He's the reason Jalen Hurts advanced the way he advanced. He's as good as he was the years he's played. I mean, this guy's phenomenal as far as how he approaches the game. He's the one turns around. A lot of times when you see him turning around, he might be changing the play, and it'll be Jalen Hurst changing the play. That's how good Jason Kelsey is. That's how knowledgeable he is. He changes up blocking schemes. People don't run the zone play like he runs it. He's the one, why are seeing all these Humphreys, centers and all these guys are as good as they are, and doing what they do? Because of his game plan, the way he played. They watch film on him. So to say he's not the top center in the league is crazy. Go watch the film. Look at how physical he is and how small he is.
2: Come on now. You guys got me all mad and and angry early in the morning. (laughs) Barrett, let me ask you this. Do you think they need to give him a deadline? Because if I'm Howie, I got to figure out, do I have 15 extra million to spend in free agency? Do I have to draft another interior lineman? Do you think they need to give him a deadline to figure this out here, Barrett? I, you know what, I I, I don't think that Kelsey's the
8: type of guy that will do that to them in the first place. He might have already given them what they're going to do. He just hasn't let it out yet. That's one thing about Howie and the Eagles, they don't tell anything. It's always cloak and dagger with them. He's probably already given them the, um, what they're going to do. They just haven't made it uh, known to us, and that's, that's, that's what it is. He's not the type of guy that would sit back and say, you know what, I'm just going to keep these guys you know, and, you know, know, on the loop and, and and on the hook. If he doesn't want to play, he's not going to play. But it's not, it's not going through the year that's going to hurt Jason Kelsey. It's not playing the game that's going to hurt Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey is talking about, all right, should I be going up, getting up at 6 in the morning in the all season and preparing for the season? That's the hard part about it. He will tell you, once you're in the season, oh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's easy. It's, the season is easy. It's that preparation before the season, which is so, you know, that, 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 that you know, like lingers over your head. That's what it is. The preparation of getting ready for the season is what makes football so hard. It's not hard while you're playing because you love that. But practicing and running around and lifting weights when nobody else is, there was times that I would get up at 2 in the morning when everybody else was out in the club kicking it and nobody in my hemisphere was working out, and that's why I played 12 years. I would go run three miles. At 2 o'clock in the morning, just so I know I have a little bit of an edge to keep playing. Those are the type of things you do in order to stay in the league. And I don't know if Jason wants to do that or if he does want to do it. See, that's the biggest decision Jason's trying to, you know, work out. Do I stay home and play with my kids? Or do I go out and run when nobody else is running or lift when nobody else is lifting?
2: That's the biggest
8: thing about the decision whether to come back or not.
2: Yeah, I'm sure, Barrett, I'm sure it is. That It's a major one he's got to make here. Barrett, we always appreciate you hopping in. And uh, ha, great, Have a great day. We'll be watching Bird's Huddle, NBC appreciate Sports it. Philadelphia. Thank you, Barrett. Appreciate it, guys. Yes, there
4: he goes. by the Pete Brooks just
2: driving around? It's like, i got to call those guys. No,
4: because it's, it's, it's like, Andy, that was just disrespectful to the center position. Now, granted, they don't make that much money, but, boy, when you talk about being a guy that can that does as much as they do. I mean they're very very important to the team. Of course
2: they are. And and Jason is important and if he wants to play, well he's got a week he to gotta, tell the Eagles he's got to play. It. All right, 215-592-949 for all your phone calls coming up. An answer how we gave on Pro Football Talk live that might get Hugh excited here and a scenario in the Reddick situation we had not consider your calls in the kelsey situation are, and are you with me do you like the phillies talking about the world series now 215 592 for midday show sports radio 94 WIP.
1: we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof